I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Guys, I am so excited to be back with my friends talking family. Today, I am with Alana Kuabara and Elise Daly Parker, and today we're talking about habit formation. So when we think about habits, habits are the thing that build our culture and they help us achieve our goals. So a habit is a behavior that becomes automatic and routine through repetition. I wanted to really focus on habits more because once you create habits, they can propel you into the direction that you want to go. And Mm -hmm. I find that it's a lot easier to think of what habits do I want to create for me and for my family. It's easier to do that than to think of like, what am I trying to achieve? How am I going to get there? And, and, and carry all that pressure. So what Mm -hmm. do you guys think of habits? Well, I think habits are awesome and terrible depending on what habits we're talking about. Um, Uh So I think, you know, if we have a bad habit, we want to replace it with a good habit. And it's hard is what I think. I think to change habits is extremely difficult. And Mm -hmm. at this point, neuroscience is backing that up totally. So I think they're essential and there's going to be a lot of resistance when you try to change them. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I'm a very unstructured kind of person, a creative, you know, go with the flow, fix it later, figure it out mm-hmm. kind of person. And, but I love routine and structure if it's imposed on me. <laughs> 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 but doing that myself and enforcing it, I also, I often, struggle with that. So for me, habits, I've found that when I look at a habit, less like a thing that I have to do at a certain time and more like a little mini goal that I'm trying to accomplish or a mindset that has really helped me to move a little closer to Mm -hmm. being more (laughs) committed to my my goals and habits and routines. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I pick out some of these topics that I want to talk about because I want to learn more about them because I want to reinforce what I've learned. Not because Mm -hmm. I have it all figured out because I'm sure like all of us, I I have good habits and I have bad habits. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like in 2023, I want to get some better habits and I want to be intentional about the habits that I have, not just things that I do because I've put no thought into them. Mm-hmm. Automatic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to share just a little bit about the science behind habit formation. I'm going to read some of this. I don't have it all memorized, but what I've learned is that habits are formed due to a loop consisting of three parts. Okay. So number one is the cue, which is a trigger that initiates the habit, such as a specific time of day, a location, or an emotional state. 
A routine, number two, is the behavior or action that follows the cue, and the reward is the positive outcome or benefit that reinforces that behavior. And this is all scientific, at least like you mentioned. The reward enforces the neural activity and the basal ganglia, strengthening the habit over time. So there's actually something that happens in our brain when we do a cue, a routine, we get a reward. And so over time, when we do these over and over again, these routines become automatic and we begin to do them without even conscious thought. And so when I think of some of the things that I'd like to change in my life, I would really like to get to a place where I'm doing them without thought. <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah. Amen to that. Definitely. And so yeah, because our thoughts can really get in the way of actually doing it, you know? So if oh. you can make it automatic, oh, yeah. then you can't talk yourself out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we've, I certainly have bad habits that are automatic. Absolutely. Right. They're just, I don't yeah. do them. With, I don't think about them and which is the problem. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. One habit that I, you know, have found myself doing and I've gotten better about it, but I used to just, every time I would come home from somewhere, I would just open up their fridge to see what was there and, mm. and eat something. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, um, about a specific time, a specific day, a location, emotional state. Like, I don't know where that habit came from that I thought as soon as I walk mm. in the door, I got to go over to the fridge, see what's in there, get a drink, get a snack. And then I was found myself eating without even thinking about it. So yeah. you, I think we can all identify some sort of habit that is just automatic that we don't, we don't even think of it. The one with the fridge is a funny one though, because kids definitely do, kids do that. Yeah. Like mm. I, I know- I remember coming in when I was a kid, opening the refrigerator door and my mother being like, close the refrigerator door. <laughs> it just was a thing. I actually don't do it anymore, but I, I totally get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are lots of, you know, I think the phone scrolling, mm -hmm. that's a big oh. habit that a lot of us deal with. Mm -hmm. And it is a time sucker. So, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So it's, it's these good habits and these bad habits that form our culture and impact our lives. And so, I mean, you just, we just gave you two bad habits, but what are some good habits that you think are either easy to do or are the most common ones that people have? Brushing our teeth. Yeah. <laughs> That's a habit that we all, most of us not flossing yeah. for me, but brushing them. Yes. I brush yeah. them, not floss them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not alone there. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think um, one that I've been working on is, and working on the kids with, is cleaning up after ourselves. But I'm not a super conscientious person. So I don't, it doesn't even occur to me. That like, you know, you get a package, especially this, like, especially around Christmas time, you're getting these packages and you open the box and you just leave it where you opened it. And <laughs> we need to like part of the process of opening the box is breaking it down and putting it in the bin in the garage or finish opening the package, throw the wrapping in the garbage can. So mm -hmm. that's that's one of those kind of like unconscious habits that it's almost like inactive because you're not doing something and you need to replace it with doing something, which I think can sometimes be harder. Mm -hmm. But it's but such a good a example. One. It's a good example of like the, <clears throat> to you, the complete project is getting the, getting it out to the garage and to your kids right now, 
the complete project is opening, whatever it is. Let's <laughs> just using the package example. So yeah. I think that, and, and honestly, I live with a bunch of people who don't, I have always put things away as soon as I use them. Mm. Just like as long as I can remember. But the people in my family do not. And it's not, it's been making me so mad for so many years, but I, I've really seen that it's not conscious. That it really is, isn't in their defense. I, I will yeah. stand up for them. Yeah, exactly. You just don't even think of it that way. Yeah. You don't think of it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that. And it really makes me so much less cranky about it. It's just kind mm-hmm. of, and then, you know, just being clear about it. Could you fold up the box and put it away or whatever the case may be? Can you wrap up the crackers and put them back in the cabinet? Mm-hmm. Keep it un tethered to emotion, which I have not done a good job of, just so we know. (laughs) (laughs) I am in the habit of getting angry when people leave their stuff around. (laughs) I like the way you talked about, um, what what were you saying? Like, not the big picture, but like seeing the end to which the habit gets us, right? Like Mm -hmm. we see it quite differently than the other people in our family or in our lives or our children. And when I think of good habits, good habits are things and they're different for everybody. So like my exercise habits don't need to be your exercise habits don't need to be somebody else's exercise habits, but it's a good and healthy habit, not because we've done certain types of exercise, but because it gets us to feeling good, to Mm -hmm. having our body be healthy, to living longer, to be able to you know, live the life that we want to live to be able to be active. So I love this Mm -hmm. idea of examining, okay, what is, what is it? What's the why? Yeah. What, where is it getting us and what is it producing Mm -hmm. in our lives? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody hates managing time effectively, like what is that end game that it's going to get us to? Yes. Is it a positive outcome in our life Mm -hmm. or is it a negative outcome in our life? And so if it's a positive Mm -hmm. outcome, it's a good habit and it's worth investing in. Right. But you really have to think it it through. You know, I Mm -hmm. think about getting up in the morning. I, I really love my sleep and especially in the winter. And so I know this because I, I, I did, I did create this habit in my life years and years ago, but through the P word pandemic, I lose, I loosened up on this. So I'm working now to reestablish the habit of getting up earlier. Now, what does that mean? Absolutely positively have to go to bed earlier. So there's, I have to go to bed earlier I have to wake up earlier. Why? I am more productive, far more productive. When I get up and get out at whatever time, for me, it's 6.30 or 7 o'clock as opposed to mm, 8-ish. It just changes my entire day. But what you're saying, Kimberly, and what I have to remember is I have to think about literally how does it change my day? Like what are those, what does change? And saying it's I'm more productive is actually not going to be enough to spur me on. So I, I'm appreciating what you're saying and thinking, I'm going to put together a list of what changes when I get up earlier in the morning Mm -hmm. in a, in a good way. And so that'll Mm -hmm. remind me, this is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I've been working on, I'm constantly working on that at least. (laughs) And I feel like every time I I go, okay, this is the day I'm really like going to do it. My kids wake up before me Mm. and I'm like, how did they- That just ruins everything. (laughs) I didn't tell them. (laughs) Yeah, that's- They know. How do they know? Uh, (laughs) 
so we're me, so tied together. <laughs> we're just so close like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's it's I will abandon a habit plan if I don't hit what feels like results quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I have to learn that it takes some time. And what has helped me in that has been having some imperfect steps towards that habit. So it's like, if the kids do get up before me and I really was like planning on doing it, don't just roll over and go back to sleep and say, oh, well, forget it, try again another day. (laughs) Get what's the why that we're talking about. Well, I want to have my coffee by myself and not answer any questions for, you know, 15 minutes. So I still try to do that get out of the bed, get my coffee, tell the kids, like, I am still having my quiet time just because you got up early. You're in my time now. You're on Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. clock right now. Yeah. And go and find a quiet place and still do it because I need that reinforcement of, of the reward of the habit, even though I haven't quite got there yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can definitely define good habits as ones that have positive effects, right? On us physically, mentally, emotionally. But I like what you said, Alana. I mean, there's the there's the not getting the habit started perfectly and it's sort of us jumbling around with it and and falling over ourselves <laughs> to try to make it happen. And then there is the not seeing the results, like you mentioned too. And I love that because when yeah. you start eating healthy, sometimes it doesn't feel good the first week or two. I mean, I know that I've shifted my diet sometimes and I'll have a headache because I'm having withdrawal Mm, from whatever mm -hmm. it is that I don't want. You know, waking up early probably doesn't feel good for the first week or two. No, absolutely. For your body to like, I mean, I have really worked on waking up early and it's gotten to the point now where I can't sleep past a certain time. And the days that I do want to sleep in, I'm like, really, really? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, don't tell me that, Kimberly. I'll never get up early enough because uh, that would really bum um, me out. I can still sleep long hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But I even think of like practicing gratitude. Like over time, mm. that is, it's it's an incredible habit. Yeah. And in the beginning, it may feel forced, but eventually it starts to change our mood. And if we do it in the morning, how we see our day in the evening, how we look back on our day, eventually in the absence of it, we realize, Ooh, that really is impacting my life. And so when I'm developing new habits, I definitely think it's important to, like we keep saying, understand the why, but not Mm -hmm. expect to see super Mm -hmm. easy, tangible results right away, because that will just discourage us. We have to keep Mm -hmm. our eyes focused on what is it producing in my life? Is it going to produce health? Is it going to produce productivity? Is it going to produce happiness? Mm -hmm. Is it going to help us achieve our goals and improve the quality of our family, improve the quality of our relationships? Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, there's these bad habits that we have. So what are some of the ones that come to mind when you think bad habits? Lots of those. This is the easy one. I have more of those. Yeah, this is this is the easy one. For me, and and again, this is kind of a little bit of more of a winter thing. Because so much of my work goes on inside, I can fail to get outside. And that is just it's it's not good. It's a little vitamin D every day, whatever, whatever, breathing fresh air. I definitely can get very much in the habit of sugar to the point where I am like eating carbs mostly 
And then I have to go back to, okay, this is not, and, and it, it, it does feel good at first, actually. It feels really, it, it lifts my mood again, especially in the winter, but ultimately, and, and when I give it up, Kimberly, to your point, I get really cranky the first week or so. I'm just like, I, I think I actually start to feel some of the feelings that I'm stuffing down with sugar and with, yeah. yeah. So it, it it's really feels like, why would I, why would I do this? You know, I mean, why, I, I know why, but right. like, why it doesn't feel good. I'm cranking at my husband. Cause I, I haven't had my whatever bagel, you know, I'm talking about more like that kind of thing. Yeah. So th- those two things would definitely be, and again, the bad habit of being shaky about sleeping hours. It's, it's not time of getting up. It's not good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like you mentioned spending too much time on the phone or that, or, or that go-to automatic reflex of the phone. I mean, there are seasons where I feel like almost like, like a, like a hangover or like feeling like I've overstuffed myself at a really, you know, heavy meal. Like after I've spent a week watching TV, I mean, my daughter Mm. comes home from school (laughs) and we like to binge watch things sometimes together and it's fun and it's a way to connect. But then I'm like, I can't believe we just wasted all that. (laughs) (laughs) Or I can't, I am not a binge watcher. I feel the same way. I can't do it. I start to feel like, Oh, what have I been, even though you enjoyed it while you were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, you're like, what have I done? I know. So I've learned to like tease out, like try to watch it old school, you know, so maybe if I'm watching something, we just watched a series with my husband and my son called The Recruit on Netflix. We watched one a night. Like I was like, we are not watching two at a time. We are going to take our time. We are going to enjoy this because there's not a lot of things anymore that my husband and I like to watch together. We we watched everything in in the beginning. And now it's like you go do your thing. (laughs) So it's not like, it's not a bad thing. It's just, how do you use it properly? So even managing the time we spend on screens, you've already mentioned, uh, we've talked about health and, and how are we eating foods? When are we eating foods? You know, there are some very obvious and negative consequences with our health that we could see when we spend too much time doing certain things. Foods that don't agree with us that we insist on going back to eat. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an obvious one. Over time, there's longer, there's things that happen over more of a long amount of time where we're like, wow, I really wasn't paying attention there. <laughs> <laughs> and so anything that causes these negative consequences in our life, that causes dist- distress, um, that produce poor activity, they're not great. They're not good habits. And if we're not careful, they could lead to addictions. True. Yeah. I think the first thing that we have to do when it comes to changing our family's culture, to changing the trajectory of our relationships, whatever it is that we want to make changes in, I think the first step is identifying the bad habits that are in place and the impact that it has on our lives. And so I think a common example of these could be procrastination, Mm -hmm. overeating, excessive screen time. Those are the things that we mentioned before. Uh, any sort of bad health habits, inactivity, not eating well. There's a lot of common ones that come to mind, but yet sometimes there's also ones that we don't notice. And so Mm -hmm. what are some of the ways 
that we can begin to identify bad habits? I think, you know, paying attention to what we're doing, Kimberly, you talked about this, of really being mindful of what habits we already have. So when you said that, I thought, I am not aware of my habits. I, there, I'm aware of some of the glaring ones that I really want to change, but there's an awful lot of things that I do fairly automatically that I'm not paying attention to. So I think doing a little inventory, you know, what am I, what am I going to automatically that I need to, I want, I want to adjust, at least think about whether or not I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Have a little bit of, yeah. 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 That reminds me of anytime you want to change your financial habits and, or Mm -hmm. you want to have, you have financial goals. They say to keep a journal, right. Of like what it is that you're spending your money on. And you Mm. really quickly identify all the places you did not realize. And a food journal is the same, but we can really take yeah. a larger inventory like that. I like that, Elise. That's great. Yeah, that's really, really helpful. I I think in that process as well, really looking for the areas where I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Mm. For especially where it's it's an area that hasn't always been that way, you know, if something seems new. Mm-hmm. I often can trace that back to a habit that I've gotten into that was mm-hmm. probably some sort of coping mechanism for a difficult season in our lives or something like that, mm-hmm. or, uh, or coming out of a season that we've talked before uh, on this podcast about navigating those transitions between seasons. And when I haven't identified that I'm in a transition and mm-hmm. things start to feel like I'm just butting heads because I'm probably trying to hold on to an old habit or a coping mechanism type habit that no longer fits this new season. Mm-hmm. So taking that inventory and going, where are these sort of pain points mm-hmm. um, that I'm experiencing? And are those from a habit that I've gotten into that needs to change? Mm, that's yeah. a really good one. It's yeah, like, that's like a what's, really good what's point. What's the fruit in my life, right? Like that's how some of us have identified some things that need worked on in our family or in our marriage. Or... <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> really good. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they work backwards from there. Mm. And uh, I think that's another really good point, Alana, that when we, especially raising families, transitions are like constant. I mean, there's a transition to every season. There's a, tr- a literal, you know, like what the kids are doing in the fall and in the spring and in the summer and how we kind of chill out in the summer and then it's back to business in the fall. So there's constant transition like that and it does disrupt habits. And I just, I think it's a really good, good point that we pay attention to. Okay. Something may have been working even just a few weeks ago and we're in that habit, but we need to make an adjustment because I'm starting to feel, I'm feeling it and I'm acting out regarding this thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Love it. I think, you know, I mentioned this idea of having others help us. So asking for feedback, asking friends, family members, or even a coach or a therapist to give us honest feedback. Um, I know that my kids and my husband will let me know if they something that so kind of them I know isn't it Um, isn't what it should be and especially you know 
I, I, I would hope that we have the kind of home and then I'm humble enough to hear somebody give me feedback when I have a bad habit or when I have something mm. that's not producing the fruit I want in my life or that is creating a lot of stress in our home. Mm. I see mm-hmm. this with a smile as my husband and I are working with the counselor and we're learning to share things with one another. Yay. Um, <laughs> and you can identify like most of the things, you know, as I reflect on that, most of the things that we've struggled with are not one-off things. They're habits. Yeah. They're yeah. things that mm. I tend to do or he tends to do mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we have, when we're in relationships, we have plenty of grace for the one-offs. But it's those things that happen over and over and over again that they start to rub on each other and they start to impact our relationships. And I mean, these can be all kinds of habits that we just don't realize that we have that might seem harmless just if it was just us, but there are other Mm -hmm. people involved. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think another good way is to ask for feedback and ask others what we can't see. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny that you, I'll say just one thing that, my kids notice, and even during the holiday season when they were around, I have this habit of putting off eating. I, I it just obviously the overall picture is not a problem because my weight is not where I'd like it to be. But I put it off until I get really hungry and really cranky, and. And I can literally feel the physical. Once it was pointed out to me, I could feel that what happens physically because I start to have low blood sugar and I have no patience and I'm kind, I get kind of panicky. So again, Kimberly, I think that's really important that we also pay attention to some feedback that we might get. Mm-hmm. And literally the question is, mom, did you eat yet? Because <laughs> they can see I'm, I'm, get, I'm going there. So, you know. It's my responsibility to build that good habit of eating, mm-hmm. <laughs> eating well mm-hmm. and eating at the yeah. right time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to some of the things that we think could help, some strategies that could help us break old habits. I'll start with something that Alana, I think you had already mentioned, replacing that bad habit with a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when people try to quit smoking, because I have family members who have, they often, stop smoking, but they replace it with food, something Mm. like snacking to keep their hands busy. Mm -hmm. And when my dad stopped smoking, he, he gained a lot of weight simply because he had replaced it with mm, not another good one. (laughs) Snacking can be good, but his type of smack snacking was not good. It didn't have a great carrots would be okay. Exactly. So it's just that idea of there, there's going to be a hole, there's going to be an absence, there's going to be an opening. And if we don't yeah. fill it with a good habit, and this is, mm-hmm. I know, a spiritual concept as well, when we eliminate mm-hmm. something, we need to be filling it back up with something that's positive so that mm-hmm. we can now let go of that habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I uh, Two things really come to mind that are both mental actually Mm. and we haven't talked too much about like bad mental habits although I I think we may have mentioned it before of just like negative Mm self-talk and that can be really hard to replace but I think that so there's two things that in particular one is this idea of I can't do this this is something that like 
I, we've all said to ourselves, mm-hmm. but something I noticed a long time ago is that often we're saying that while we're doing it, you know, <laughs> like you're actually in the middle of, you know, trying to get the laundry done while you have to run and do something else or, you know, doing a, another rep of whatever it is in the gym or you're in the middle of doing it and you're telling yourself you can't do it. <laughs> and so I realized that that was silly and that's something that I've replaced and I'm not perfect at it. Sometimes that I can't do this comes into my head first, but I know that it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And now that I've, you know, can name it and go, that's a lie. I am doing it. Mm. That's what I tell myself. Like I am doing this. I just need to keep going. I, I am doing this. And so, so it's that, maybe even like a two step of like defining Mm -hmm. that there's a mental lie going on and then replacing that with the truth. Yeah. And I think being so specific about it is really important too, Alana. Like we do a lot of self-talk, but that's one that you've really identified clearly. So you can really work on it. Whereas if we're just kind of like, Oh, I do a lot of negative self-talk, you know, one thing at a time. So I think that's, yeah, a really, a really good example. And I think words like I can't always never, those are words to watch out for, (laughs) whether we're saying them out loud or in our minds. Yeah. I mean, they've done studies about this as well, that like when you have that negative self-talk or when you label something like this is a problem, as opposed to a challenge or an opportunity Mm, to grow mm -hmm. Like that can sound like marketing, but the fact is that it actually does change how you approach it and gives you a better chance of success when you stop looking at it as a problem and look at it as an opportunity to grow or a challenge to be overcome. That's, you know, that's going to motivate you better and keep your brain, literally keep your brain open Mm -hmm. to the solution. I know, Kimberly, you're in the habit, for example, of doing the Daniel fast, which is a great example. I think of we're in this certain habit in terms of our eating and whatever else comes with that. And then you do something dramatic to change it. For me, it was literally like, okay, I I have a few little rules. Like I have to have a salad at lunch every single day. What does that do? It makes sure that I get my greens And it has me eating something healthy before I think about it, eating anything else. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just, just an example. I have to do, um, I have to do a lot, a lot of that, you know, a lot of my bad habits are are definitely around food. So making sure that I, uh, being in the habit of having things Mm -hmm. that are in my refrigerator that I can eat, you know, simple, simple things that completely change what I can and cannot do in terms of eating Mm -hmm. healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. It sounds like you're making uh, a plan. Yeah. And then you're you're anticipating the things that can trip you up by yeah. being prepared for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. again, it's it's tempting to do the I don't I want to do a complete overhaul. I want to change everything. I want to start exercising every single you know what I mean? Like, and then I will give up within a week. But if I can mm-hmm. do these little things and think of them as little things. I've got Mm -hmm. a better chance of succeeding. I was just going to agree with you that, you know, that having that plan and, and putting it into action 
and then having those those end goals in mind something that helps me is thinking about because I'm a creative type of person so thinking about like the way that I want to feel mm. I'm working back from that so uh, we've been through very stressful seasons of like busyness and with kids and everything. And we were procrastinators. We were late to things. I'm speaking for myself and the kids. My husband is like, he's an on top of it kind of guy. And I could not get it together. And so I had to go, how do I, I'm zeroing in on one thing in particular, which was just being able to get out the door in a way that wasn't stressful. I just, Mm -hmm. that's not the the memories I want for my kids. So this is one Mm -hmm. of the values that I have as a, for us as a family. And it's like, what are my children going to remember from their childhood? How their mom was, how the house smells, like what was always in the pantry. Those kinds Mm -hmm. of things are, are motivators for me. And so um, I realized that this was just, I could not have this stressed out And what were some of the things that were stressing me out? So identifying that, like how I wanted to feel and the the environment I wanted it to be in. And then what helps make that environment the way that I want it to be. And doing that process and realizing one of the biggest things was the shoes. The freaking shoes are (laughs) never where they're supposed to be or the keys or the sunglasses. That's all that running around right before Mm -hmm, you leave the house. mm -hmm. And so getting into the habit of going, this is where we put our shoes when we take them off and knowing where the shoes are. And that's it. We cannot be literally walking out of the house with not a moment to spare to get where we're going and we can't find a shoe. Mm -hmm. And so, but that has then... (laughs) led to the preparation of, you know, we have a closet now and it has a little bench in it. And then you put your shoes in there. And I've watched all of us really, like it's become that habit that we don't even think about. You walk in from the garage and you slip your shoes off and put them in the closet while you're talking and taking your coat off. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just become part of what we do. And then when we leave the house, miraculously there's the shoes and it's not stressful. Yeah. And that's like such a a good word for any mom because, um, you know, I mean, who hasn't stressfully dashed out the door in the same scenario, maybe for, you know, 15 years at a time. (laughs) And it's kind of like, if you're, you know, I think many of us, I'm my, I am a creative type too. I like the flow, but the flow can really work against me. So those kinds of habitual organizational things can just strip away stress in such a powerful way. Like Mm -hmm. what you're talking about is not complicated, but it's, you have to think about it or it's not going to happen. So um, yeah, I just think that's a great example of living better, you know, just simple changes that are probably didn't, everybody wasn't sitting on the bench initially or getting their shoes on the bench or however it works, but Mm -hmm. now you see it's a habit and it's, that's awesome. Love it. Well, another thing that we can do to break bad habits is to change your environment. There are habits that we have because we continue to put ourselves in situations. I'm trying to think of some specific things. I mean, I mean, one of the things I, I 
think of is like, if you are doing dry January or trying to drink less, it don't think it's a great opportunity to go out with your friends to the local watering <laughs> hole, watering hole. <laughs> on the, <weekends. laughs> the local pub, <laughs> but like begin to go to places where you are going to have the kind of experiences that you want to have. So, you know, so changing true. your environment can even be like rearranging the furniture in your bedroom or mm-hmm. reorganizing how you do your closet so that you can get ready on time. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of some things, but just this idea of no, those are really good examples though. from our environment, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, so absolutely. is our house set up in a way that allows us to do the things we want to do or, you know, like I got one, are the <laughs> snacks at eye level when I open the pantry or is the really healthy, good stuff there? Which actually leads me to the, my next point would be create friction. Like, let's take those mm. things that we want to do less of and let's make it harder to get to them. So mm. maybe it's okay to have snacks in the house and it's okay to, to have a treat every once in a while, but let's have them be like on the cabinet where we have to pull out the ladder to get yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've read if we're trying to do less screen time, maybe we unplug the television and we only plug it back in when it's in those hours where we want to cultivate our screen time or mm-hmm. curate our screen time. And mm-hmm. so what can we do to make it difficult to continue yeah, to do the things really we want to stop doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love to have like a box of Russell Stover chocolates. It's from my childhood. That's how we grew up. Of course, back in the day, there used to be 20 to 30 pieces of box. Now there's about 10. So my husband Mm -hmm. ends up buying me four boxes of chocolate. It was ridiculous. I did not need it. I did not want it, but it was very nice. It was a thoughtful gesture. But these boxes were sitting out on my counter for weeks and then they, then somebody took them out of the boxes and put them into like a, a bowl. And I'm like, this stuff is in my face. It's like, <laughs> I'm, all I have to do is walk past a counter, stick out my hand and pick it up. That is not what easy. I want. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's making it exactly the opposite is such a good idea. Get it away. You know, don't, for some, you're right. So for some people, stocking up, having those snacks is great. But for some of us, it really is a good idea not to have them around. Just don't have them around. If you really want it, you can go get it. Nobody, mm-hmm. at least in my parts, our area, a store is within a couple of blocks. So there's never, mm-hmm. it's never difficult to get anything. So I think, yeah, those are some good. Yeah. <laughs> Eliminate that's, the uh, attraction factor. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I, I don't usually think of that create friction option. Yeah. But that's, that's a really good one, especially it makes me think of, you know, the, the advice to not use your phone as your alarm. If you're the type of person, Mm. and I am, the first thing I do when I wake up is my alarms on my phone and I see my notifications. And then I'm like, I tell myself, oh, I'm going to check the weather. I'm going to open the Bible app first. Like I tell my, myself all of these great things. Yeah. But then I end up looking at my work calendar. I'm like, well, I need to know what my day is. I need to yeah, refresh my just, memory. All the justification. But now I'm, and now I'm responding to an email and I haven't even got out of bed yet. So, yes. you know, that's great. And I note to self, like create friction for myself. Don't use my phone as my alarm clock. Get an mm-hmm. alarm clock put the phone somewhere else and wake up, you know, properly, slowly, mindfully 
yeah, mm-hmm. prayerfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. And if you're trying to break the bad habit of sleeping in, you put your alarm clock across the room on the other side of the room yeah. next to your bed. So, <laughs> so that you, you have, have to get, get up, up and mm-hmm. walk across the room. Yeah. And then it's like, why bother? I won't get back in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> or you or you do the Mel Robbins habit is five, four, three, two, one, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just get up and yeah. go. Yeah. Not in that habit. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, that I read that her her book and that really that helped me in a season. Like I don't always need to do that, but um, I actually realized that I was already doing something kind of similar, but she put language to it and form mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And it was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say one last tip for breaking bad habits, which I, which is on my list for also creating good habits is to create some sort of accountability use accountability, mm-hmm. talk to your friends, talk to a family member, mm-hmm. um, a coach, you know, that family member that made you aware of that habit that you have yeah. that you don't realize, <laughs> maybe they can hold you accountable. <laughs> but get somebody to help you out. Like, don't don't try to do this on their own. your own. I mean, some habits may be small and, and have small implications, but there are other habits that may have larger implications. And so Definitely get the help true. you need to, to break that and to find something to replace it and to, to make better choices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what are some examples of some habits that you guys have created that have impacted the culture of your home? Give me some examples of maybe some new habits that you've done on purpose and have shifted, or maybe something that you've always done that you see the fruit of. Well, I think one of the things that we worked on a lot when we were younger is dinners at home dinner around our kitchen table. Um, we were very, very intentional about that. And, you know, it wasn't always a sweet little time around the table. It just wasn't, <laughs> you know, there were fights over who was going to read our, we had those little devos, you know, the, the little A-frames and who's going to read that fighting over that or somebody talking or whatever. I mean, you know, many times somebody left the table crying lots of fun, not many, many, often enough so that there's a lot of things. And then of course, schedules. So there's a lot of things that come against Mm -hmm. that habit, but it was one that we really, really stuck to. And I'm, I'm really glad we did. I think it was really good for our family. Mm -hmm. We have been really trying to get outside every day. And I think that might be the one most consistent habit that we've been able to build. And for the, so I homeschool my two kids are nine and 11, the 11 year old will be 12 in July. And they have a time after homeschool, they have, well, they have two hour, one hour blocks where they have to go outside and just nice. be free, have an adventure, go to the park, whatever it is. And that was not easy at first. They would go out and they would come back in like six minutes. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, what did you possibly do? We went outside. We want to come back inside and game or watch a show or whatever it is. And so they've really had to build that muscle that I think, you know, Absolutely. we were used to. We didn't have anything to do inside. Even just to like take your book and read it outside, Mm -hmm. just get outside. And for me, 
having my lunch outside instead of having it at my desk. I work from home. So it's really easy for me to just run downstairs, grab something to eat, run back to my desk and keep working. Mm -hmm. And we have a backyard now, like first time in our lives that we have a backyard where we can sit out and enjoy it. So I just go, even if it's literally just the time it takes me to eat this, just to sit outside, no phone and have my lunch and understanding that, you know, a lot of these tasks and these habits can feel like they take more time than they do or feel Mm -hmm. like they take more effort than they actually Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. You know, that joke that's like, I just did that thing I was putting off for two weeks and it took me two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> true. Like, I I want to go outside and have my lunch. And it's really an additional, it might even be the same amount of time to go get my lunch and bring it back to my desk yeah. than to take it outside. And everybody at work will survive if I'm not at the desk for 10 minutes. So it's actually a really, it's become a really easy thing to do because I've realized that it's actually an easy thing to do. I think that's such a a great example though. It's, it's like, it's a little thing, Mm -hmm. but there's so much in us that resists that little thing. So we, we, Mm -hmm. we, you know, we have to talk to our, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going upstairs or wherever your desk is. I'm going outside. It's just 10 minutes. That's what Mm -hmm. I find, you know, thinking, or I'm not, I'm not speaking audibly all the time, but sometimes. (laughs) Um, So I I think that's, (laughs) but I think that's just such a good example. We think of them as such big deals and this is a nice size, small habit for you. Like when I say, I'm going to go outside every day. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to go outside for an hour every day. It does right. when you're talking about your kids, but <laughs> when we're talking about <laughs> us, you know, just step outside the door and mm-hmm. walk the block. It's one of those really, yeah, simple, essential habits, I think. Yeah. And it does have long-term, it has long-term implications, obviously, but it has short-term implications as well. Cause I find that the rest of my day mm-hmm. is better when I've gone outside and got some vitamin D, like you said, get some sun, Mm -hmm. free your mind from work and everything else. And then I end up skipping that late afternoon chocolate that I usually (laughs) feel like I need. So it's just, there are a lot of ways, as you're saying, can really that it just affects the other areas of your life Mm -hmm. that can help motivate you to doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what you said about chocolate. I think like good habits beget. <laughs> I think good habits beget good habits, and so they when do. I have a consistent workout routine, it's easier for me to skip the wings and the pizza, and easier for me to have that salad. Uh, it's Absolutely. easier for me to to do high protein because part of my my habits now, my routine, I've kind of scaled back actually my working out because I'd rather do less more often than more and then start to feel like it's just too much and I don't have the time to Mm -hmm. consistently do it. But part of it is coming in the house and making myself a smoothie and making sure I'm getting the protein that I need. And Mm -hmm. so it they they build on one another because you have Mm -hmm. these small wins, right? And then Mm -hmm. those wins are connected to that other thing that Mm -hmm. you want to do as well, especially when their their whys are adjacent, right? Or they line up to be the same. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. 
And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that in upcoming episodes. We'll be talking about ways that we can create habits. And that's that I would say is like a hack that I love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. Momentum. Yeah. One thing builds on the other. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the habits that we used to be pretty good at would be in the mornings when I would take my kids to school, I have my scripture cards and I would have one of the kids read the card and then we'd pray the prayer and I get to pray over my kids and I drop them off at school. And then various things have happened over the years. The pandemic happened. They were homes. They were schooling from home. And then my have drivers in my house. Like we went back to me driving them to school and now I have drivers in my house. So I don't actually have to drive them to school. My, my daughter drives my son. And so I, my opportunity and the time that I would just have a few minutes to pray, we're literally like seven minutes down the street from the school was gone. And so Mm. I went a long time without reestablishing that, that practice. And now I've reestablished a form of it. It's not quite the same. But I got used to then not doing that because the, the, uh, you know, the situation that created that went away. Mm-hmm. So I guess my yeah. point is I've brought it back where as soon as they're saying, okay, let's go, we're going. And they start to get their bags. I'm like, hold up. And I run in the mudroom. I give them a kiss and I just do a quick two minute prayer. Like it literally is enough to say, thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness. Bless my kids. Like it's just enough. And, and they now kind of wait for it. You know, so yeah. I really have to work at having things done so that I'm available in those like two minutes mm-hmm. that they're about to walk mm-hmm. out the door. And so I have to make sure what is it that makes me available and then make sure I maintain that because I know even though they're, you know, they still are like, mom, we got to go. We're late. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. Here I am. Here I am. And they, they like that even if they don't want to admit it. And so that's a habit we've brought back that I've really seen just serves as an additional connection point for me and my kids. And I appreciate it. And I think they appreciate it as well. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. That's a good point you brought up. At least you brought that up as well, but like the preparation for yeah. the habit. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want to get up early, you have to go to bed a little earlier mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> not have that four o'clock coffee. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to be available when your kids are running out the door, you have to take care of some other things Mm -hmm. so that you are available. And that's such, that's such an important factor that I think a lot of people miss. I miss it sometimes as well. Like why I want to build this habit. Why do I keep hitting this resistance? It's because I haven't done anything to prepare for the habit at all. I just thought I was going to wake up a different person and suddenly be able to do this. Like. Yeah, going to need to plan and prepare for this it's, new it's, wonderful um, habit. <laughs> yes, yeah. such a good point. It yeah. requires a couple of other habits being in place. <laughs> yeah, like does. filling up my gigantic water bottle so that I can drink water all day, or putting my workout clothes the night before so I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times when make like, a decision. Oh, my, my husband's sleeping. Yeah. I can't see anything. I'm not going to get dressed for the gym. Like, I mean, I yeah, literally will sure. use any excuse to talk <laughs> myself out of like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should have put it out the night before. So, yeah. But there is such, there's such, I think back to when I was doing Max Fit every day and getting, it it involved so many habits, but one of them was getting up and getting out, getting dressed, getting my water. You know, there was 10 Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And then I'd get to the the gym and it was seven o'clock in the morning. This was so not me, but 
it felt so, it was such a, an accomplishment and it led mm-hmm. to really me changing so many habits, mm-hmm. um, things that I would have absolutely thought impossible, really. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. You know, like you just do that. You, you make that one little commitment. Okay. I'm going to go to this max fit thing, whatever this is, and just give it a shot. And you go and you start to feel the first few days terrible. I mean, I couldn't move. I was like, it was like riding a horse, you know, I just, I can barely walk. But within the next week or so, I even had realized I had to make modifications. And then eventually it it leads to the very, very thing that I want. So it's good to remember that. Mm -hmm. When have we done it before and what's happened and what did that feel like? It feels amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So what are the things that if our listeners are interested, one of the books that I've read that have really helped me go deep into this is called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And there is an emphasis on business in this book, but it it's so fascinating to me. They go take a deeper dive into the science behind habit forming. And they also talk about how people in business and the people that sell us things use the power of habit to get us to do what they want. They touch on things like addiction, how it's formed, how it's maintained, and just it's a fascinating book to read, and I really enjoyed it. it. And so that's one of the resources that I would recommend. I don't know if you guys have any on this particular topic or not. Well, I think Atomic Habits, which I haven't read all the way through. You read that, right, Kimberly? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, just that whole concept of small, starting small, and how Mm -hmm. that really builds over time, you know, yeah. it just, and, and just what we've been talking about, how one habit leads to the next, but we think, it, we think the small thing isn't enough, but in fact, that is how you begin. So I think yeah. that's, that book really reiterates that in lots of different ways. Yeah. Any last thoughts before we wrap up and we give our listeners our coaching question? Take that first small yeah. Lopsided, imperfect step. Give yourself grace and expect it's going to take longer than you want it to. <laughs> Just expect that. Way to and encourage takes, our listeners. <laughs> well, if it takes less time, great. But yeah. if it takes longer, then you know it's not because you're failing at it. It's because it just is, probably takes longer than you want yeah. it to. So just keep going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, science and, tells us we're, we'll get it if we yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. And I think, again, that resistance, like if you feel resistance, that doesn't mean you're trying to establish something you shouldn't establish. It just means that's how we're wired to, to resist change. That's mm-hmm. a survival mechanism. So, you know, keep going. Even if you feel that resistance, just keep going. Keep doing that one little thing after the next. Yeah. All right. So for our listeners this week, this is what I want you to do. As you go throughout your week, identify where habits are at work in your life, good or bad. And the reason why I'm encouraging you guys to do this is because I think we have more habits than we realize. Mm -hmm. I would say, I think whether it's good habits or bad habits, you know, sometimes it takes a friend to tell me what I'm good at. So sometimes it takes a little bit of reflection for me to realize, oh, like I'm not doing so bad. I've got some good habits in place. Mm. Um, So it's not just good habits and bad habits that we don't, that we don't notice. So take a look throughout your week, keep your eyes open and look for those good habits and those bad habits in your life. And that's going to be the first step to making changes where you want to make changes. 
Are you looking to build a strong and meaningful family culture? One that will bring your family closer together and help everyone reach their full potential? Then you need to check out my Four Habits of Happy Families free download. This free resource addresses the four issues I hear most from parents I coach. This resource will help you yell less and connect more, create memories that will last a lifetime, say yes to the things that matter and no to the things that don't, and stop doubting your parenting choices. Just go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash happy family or follow the link in the show notes.